the Umpire Inspire podcast is all about the stories, all about the journeys, and all about the heart of being an umpire. I'm your host, Jason Becker. Well, hey there, everyone. Jason here. Thank you for tuning in today to the Umpire Inspire podcast. I hope you all are doing well. I hope you all are doing great, in fact. And myself, I am very, very happy to be back after a brief hiatus to join you for a couple more episodes and wrap up our second season of the show. Today, I have the pleasure of visiting with Ben Engstrand from the great state of Iowa. Ben is a minor league baseball umpire. He serves on the executive board of the Association of Minor League Umpires, and he is an instructor and director of online education for the Wendelstedt Umpire School. Ben has been instrumental in creating a brand new opportunity for umpires of all levels, and it debuts just weeks from now. It's called the Wendelstedt Umpire School Online Prep Course. And it is, I'm quoting from the website now, quote, a five-week online course that is designed to teach and challenge your rules knowledge, understanding of the two umpire system, and ultimately enable you to thrive at umpire school. So today, Ben will be sharing with us all the details of that new course, and I do think that some of you are going to be very interested in checking it out. So, dear listeners, uh, you know the deal. Here at Umpire Inspire, we are all about the stories, the journeys, and the heart of baseball and softball umpires all around the world. Now, what's great about this episode, and what I really appreciated, is that In addition to sharing some of his own umpire journey with us, uh, Ben agreed to narrow the focus of our conversation and really dig deep into umpire education, training opportunities, clinics, schools, all the different ways we learn and grow and improve our craft. He's got experience and perspective on umpire training as a student as well as an instructor. And I think you're going to like hearing about his approach to all of it. I really admire the way he has uh, attacked learning opportunities over the course of his young career. And I definitely came away from our conversation inspired by his dedication to teaching and training umpires with every tool at his disposal, even the ones like this brand new online prep course that he invents himself. Please enjoy my conversation with Ben Engstrand. Ben, welcome to the Umpire Inspire podcast. Thanks so much for coming on. Yeah, thanks for having me. This is great. We're going to talk a lot about clinics. We're going to talk about learning opportunities, instructional opportunities. And I have a strong feeling that what we're going to talk about today, Ben, is going to apply to a lot of listeners out there, whether they are uh, minor league umpires like yourself, uh, aspiring minor league umpires, all the way down to little league umpires like me. Got some good stuff today. So I'm really glad that uh, we were able to make this work. Thank you so much. Uh, first things first, Ben. Uh, my, <laughs> my, my journalism background is screaming at me to not bury the lead here. <laughs> you are involved in uh, a new effort through the uh, Wendelstedt Umpire School and we're going to get to the details about this later on in the show, but uh, can you give me the, the short version of uh, what you're up to these days with the 
online prep course. Yeah, so yeah, this is our, our flagship, our first ever um, kind of online presence that the school has had. Um, and it, it is affiliated with the school, but it's called the, the Wendelstead Umpire School Online Prep Course. Um, the purpose of the course is, you know, to try to inspire guys to, to continue to learn and to reach all corners of the world and be able to give umpires a taste of what umpire school is like and what the classroom setting in particular is like. And to try to inspire them to one day come to umpire school or prepare them to be the best they can be at school. Um, we've had people register for, with all different types of backgrounds from Little League umpires to Division One umpires to a few current minor league umpires who want to just refresh their knowledge. Um, and then a lot of current umpire school students who are registered to come down this January as well. To be clear, and I think it is clear, this is not umpire school. Although it's affiliated with Wendelstead, this is not umpire school, but it's something new that is, um, am I describing this right, that, that is meant to sort of bridge the gap, to prepare students, to offer some um, initial information and training that will uh, really get them ready to rock and roll if they choose to attend school later on. Absolutely. You know, this this is not a an alternative to umpire school by any means. Um, there is no way that that I could be able to possibly simulate the experience and the, the sure. on-field presence you get at umpire school. That, sure. That's training that is well beyond my scope of ability, especially in the online presence. Um, umpire school is is a whole different beast. I mean, it's it's intense. You'll learn so much. You'll meet some lifelong friends. We've even had people you know, get married at umpire school. So it, <laughs> it's an absolute blast. Um, but this is this course is strictly to try to prepare students. Um, it's going to cover all of the official baseball rules. It'll cover the two umpire system, the mechanics. It'll give them insider knowledge, some of those golden nuggets that what we kind of look for as instructors on of students at umpire school. You'll get a one-on-one -on -one Zoom call with an instructor. Nice. Uh, you'll have nine tests, one final examination, so those tests are going to be kind of filtered with very difficult questions as well as kind of some of your entry-level umpiring questions. And the student with the highest grade at the end will receive a $500 scholarship to go to school. Outstanding. Nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's so cool, Ben. And before we move on, just one last question on that. I, I just heard you say that you've, you've even got uh, umpires down to the Little League level where I'm yeah. at registered for this thing. So fair to say that this is an experience, an online learning experience that even a guy like me, just a, just a regular old little league umpire who is interested in improving his craft or her craft. This is something that could benefit them as well. 100%. We, yeah, yeah. we will discuss the rules. I think the very first presentation that we have online, will discuss how their baseball is played between two teams with nine players, a baseball bat and a ball. I mean, it will cover <laughs> the absolute basics to the most yeah. in-depth in interpretations of interference and obstruction and batting out of order. It, it, it covers everything. So cool. I may have to talk to the missus about an early uh, Christmas uh, <laughs> present here. I think we'll be able to make something work. We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> well, Ben, that's awesome. And uh, again, dear listeners, uh, hang on, because uh, we're going to hear a lot from Ben about his own umpiring story right now, but also... Um, going to hear a lot more about the prep course a little bit later on in the show. But Ben, tell me, um, you're a minor league umpire. You've been in the system working your way up for a few years now. Can you kind of uh, start back uh, during your high school days in the chapter where you first started picking up umpiring and tell us a little bit about the Ben Engstrad story? Yeah, 
Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, umpiring wasn't even on my radar when I was in high school. I, I was working, I, well, I, I played high school baseball and I would play high school baseball at night in the, in Iowa, we have summer baseball. Um, so we actually play, uh, between, I believe it's May through August in Iowa. And so I would, I was the catcher for my high school team. And so I would play at night, but I would umpire the junior high games during the day. And it was just, it was something that I could make a little bit of extra money doing. Um, but it actually, I didn't really get serious into umpiring until I actually graduated high school. And, uh, I then attended the university of Nebraska in Lincoln. And when I would come home, my summer job is my dad and I would umpire together. You know, my dad was super supportive of everything I did, uh, especially in baseball. And when I came home, this was a great opportunity for him and I to bond and actually get on a field together. And we got to work high school baseball for probably two or three years um, as as partners on the field. Uh, He kind of caught the bug at the same time I did uh, of (laughs) really having an inspiration to umpire. So much so that he he actually attended the Wendell Stead Umpire School in 2016 right. uh, at the Amateur Advanced course. So okay, yeah. So the the best part too was once my dad got back from Umpire School, when we worked together in the summer, we would just work on strictly pro Umpire School mechanics. You know, I was doing the hammer, I was pivoting, I was doing everything as if I were were getting a rep on the field at umpire school. And I had my dad critiquing me. He was like, hey, no, your, your double play footwork was a little off. You could have squared your shoulders off a little bit more. And I was like, what are you talking about? I have no idea what any of this means. Okay, so then when was your first step into a proper umpire clinic? Yeah, so when my dad got back from the Wendell Set Umpire School, he thought that I would be a candidate that could potentially make it into into professional baseball. And he was really pushing me to, to think about possibly going to umpire school. And I was having none of it. I was like, I'm not going to umpire school. At the time, I was studying really? for the, the LSAT, uh, the law school admittance test. I, I was, I had my eyes set on different things. But my dad was like, look, I, I think you have a legitimate shot. Why don't we go to a clinic together? We'll get a little bit better. That way, in the summertime, we can um, we can work uh, games a little bit easier. We'll have better mechanics, all this and that. So that's when we decided to go to the, um, Southern umpires clinic in okay. Atlanta, Georgia. Um, the lead instructor at that clinic was Paul Nauert. Uh, uh-huh. he, there were other Wendell set instructors there like, uh, Blake Carnahan at the time, uh, Reed Basner, some of those guys who are also teach at Wendell were there. Um, and it wasn't, you know, I, I went to that clinic. I was very pessimistic about going to umpire school, but I absolutely fell in love with the way the clinic was run. Um, I, I was awarded the the most outstanding student for for that clinic, and Paul actually pulled me aside and and recommended that I went to to umpire school, and that was when I really really got excited about umpire school and the prospect of being able to go. So at that point, my plan was, you know, I'm going to continue to study for the LSAT. But I'm going to change my college plan. And instead of graduating in four years, I was going to change from a business finance to a business management major. That way I could graduate in December and then go to umpire school in January. And if they said (laughs) no in that one month, you know, so be it. I'll go to law school. Um, But if I get sent on, I'm going to actually see if if this is something that I love to do. And, you know, I've when I made that decision at the Southern Umpires Clinic, that was in, in February of 2017. 
And after that clinic, I decided, you know what, I'm going to do this seriously. I'm going to start preparing. I'm going to put everything I got into umpire school. So I signed up for the the Mid-American Clinic put on by Jason Blackburn uh, in Springfield, Missouri, the PSOA Clinic by that's run by Sean Johnson and Scott Nance in Omaha. Um, I pretty much looked up what Wendelstadt-affiliated clinics there were around the country, and I wanted to go to those, try to get some exposure. You know, Brent Rice at the time was the lead instructor, by far the greatest instructor I've ever had had the opportunity to to learn from. Um, he was teaching at the Mid-American Clinic as well as the PSOA Clinic, so I got to be right in front of him at the time. Brent was was the lead instructor at Wendelstadt. Um, so I was able to attend some of these clinics and, and learn more of the footwork and even more of what it's going to take to be successful at umpire school, Yeah. as well as I, I had the, the manual that my dad used at school and I was able to go page to page, um, cover to cover to be able to, to read that and, and try to get ahead on the rules. So when I got to school, it wasn't so much learning the rules for the first time. I could more focus on what I did on the field as opposed to what I was learning in the classroom. Very good. Very good. That's a pro move, dude. Pro yeah. move right there. Yeah. Listen, I want to, I want to, I want to dig into that a little bit. Um, you took the opportunity that you had in front of you and you rearranged your entire college career in order to pursue it. First of all, big fan of decisions like that. So, um, yeah. I was really happy to hear that you were brave enough to, to make that call. But Ben, here's what I don't understand. So you went down to the Southern Umpires Clinic. You were named Outstanding Student. Yep. And you, then you thought to yourself, you know what? I still got to go to a couple more clinics in order to even get ready to go to umpire school. Um, what's the thought process there? I admire that. I'm trying to. I'm trying to give you a compliment here. I, I hope you hear that. But I admire that. I think that the. I think that the natural inclination would be for somebody to say. Hey, I just went to this clinic. I was named outstanding student. I'm ready. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But you you went a different direction and you can you continue to commit to more clinics and more instruction to get ready to go to school. What was your thought process there? What what was your approach and why was it important to you to to continue that learning process? Absolutely. Absolutely. That's a that's a great question. You know, I I've found especially in my in my career so far umpire and you can't get too high and you can't get too low in, in the games you work. You know, you're going to have some rough calls. You're going to have some phenomenal nights. Um, but altogether you can't get too high or too low because baseball is a very humbling sport and it will find a way to, to bring you back to, to center. And I think when I was originally, I, I honestly, to tell you the truth, I don't think I had a really good grasp of where I was at and how I would compare to other students at umpire school because the way my dad had described umpire school at the time is you know these students are the top of the top around the country who are coming to umpire school every year to get a job there right. are over a hundred students who are all fighting to try to get one of those 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 select opportunities to go to the advanced course and try to get your bid into professional baseball you got to beat people not only in the country, but also around the world who come to these things. We have students from Canada and and Czech Republic and Taiwan, Taiwan and China and, yeah. and Venezuela, all over the world. And so I always was under the impression that, you know what, I have to be the best I possibly can. And if I was the best student at this, this clinic in Atlanta, well, there's a, a much bigger world out there that I'm going to have to compete with. 
And I think that's where I really got instilled into my head. The second you stop learning or you try, the second you think you're there is when you're not going to reach the next step. Mm-hmm. And I knew I constantly had to be pushing myself in order to to get in the rule book, to understand the mechanics, to be as crisp as possible. So that when I got to school, I was as prepared as possible. I really admire that you made that choice. So then tell me, what was the result of that at school? Did you feel that you were as prepared as you had worked so hard to become? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I, you know, good. I, I found that that I had a pretty solid understanding of the rules, but there are so many little things you pick up on in the classroom. <laughs> the instruction is over the top, impressive. It's engaging. You yeah. will constantly be be learning new things throughout your time in the classroom. So much so that one thing that I found that really helped me at umpire school was I would learn the content and take all the notes, the notes from the class. And then that night after we got off the field, I would have a study session with my crew because at umpire school, you're, you're split up into crews. I would bring my entire crew to my room and we would go over everything that was covered in the classroom that day, what we were going to cover the next day, and then also case plays uh, that I had found in my manual um, directly related to the material that we learned in class. And I found while, you know, you're dead on, you're dead exhausted at the end of umpire school and at the end of the day, you, even if after dinner you get done, you go back up and you study for even a little bit, that's going to set you up and prepare you for the next day at umpire school I would. I think that really set me apart, and I was able to not really have to worry so much about the classroom, especially yeah. when I got onto yeah. the field. Hey, so what does that look like for you? What does the studying part actually look like when you get together with your crew after a long day on the field and in the classroom, and you're putting the extra hours in, right? Either yeah. at umpire school or clinic X, at whatever level you're at. Um, is it is it mostly just discussion for you? Are you taking notes? Do you have a do you have a journal that you keep all this in? What uh, exactly are are those sessions looking like for you? Yeah, so I actually had the the Windelstat Rules and Interpretations Manual. I actually bought that ahead of time, and I would highlight. I took a highlighter to the class, okay. and I would highlight the notes that they really touched on and they they focused on in the yep. presentations because I. F- figured that that would be what was tested on or what we need to know and apply on the field and control games or live games or anything like that. So I would highlight all the main points. And then when we were in our study sessions, we would just go over strictly the highlighted parts. Okay. And then each section of the manual also has case plays that relate directly to that section. So if we were going over, um, the designated hitter or anything like that, um, I could highlight the parts that were touched on in class and emphasized in class. And then from those highlighted parts, I could find the case plays that directly correlated with them. And some of the times they were even direct questions that were on the tests at umpire yeah. school. Is there any, um, either provided by the school or sourced on your own, is there any video um, available to you when you are kind of doing the extra work like you're describing right now? I'm thinking of some of the little league clinics that I've been able to attend um, in San Bernardino, California, as a West Region little league umpire, and um, some of the volunteer staff there have put together some fantastic video resources for us. Just play after play after play after play from yeah. little league World Series past, or you know some some other levels of play as well to 
illustrate, you know, obstruction, interference, um, positioning, mechanics on the field, communication with your partner, that sort of thing. Um, yeah. And those are just so awesome. I mean, the, the students at the clinics and, and schools I've attended, we eat that up because it's real. It's right there in front of us. And then you have the added benefit of being able to discuss it with your with your partners and with your fellow students. Is there anything like that that occurs at umpire school or at any of the other clinics that, that you've had a chance to attend? Yeah, no, absolutely. And the really cool part about actually attending umpire school and being in the classroom is we'll go over plays that some of our big league umpires have had. So we'll have MLB plays where, you know, the, the one that I always like to talk about is, is Dana Demuse obstruction call, um, in a, in the world series game to score a run. Yes. Um, you know, that's that's a phenomenal play and a, such a controversial call that a lot of people don't understand yeah. the rule behind. And we actually have Dana get up there and discuss <laughs> exactly what he was seeing, that exactly is awesome. what was going on. Yes, that and, is you know, awesome. It, we have a lot of different plays like that throughout all of umpire <laughs> school from Jerry Lane and Hunter. And we even have Joe West come in sometimes and talk about. Wow. So our, we'll have big league umpires come through our doors all the time throughout umpire school. Um and so they're just friends of the school or they're, they're former graduates and want to come back and, and hang out with the instructors and talk to the students and kind of relay some of the plays that they've had with the students. Oh, that's so cool. What a cool opportunity, right? Yeah. My goodness. Okay. Well, my gosh. Um, so many questions, but we got to move on here. <laughs> yeah. So uh, you graduate school. You attend the advanced course. You are selected for a job in uh, professional baseball. Um, tell me a little bit about your journey there. What were the steps that uh, you took these past few years since school, uh, making your way all the way up to 2020? So after I graduated from Wendelstedt, I went on to the advanced course. I was fortunate enough to be put into the A-team, for lack of a better term. And uh, I was hired into the uh, Arizona League, also referred to as the AZL. Um, and that's a short season league. So I didn't start that until, uh, June. Uh, I think, I believe it's around June 17th is when short season starts. Uh, so I had from, you know, the middle of February until June with nothing to do. So I was trying to find any game possible to work, to try <laughs> to get the reps that I just learned at umpire school and apply them to the field. So I went, I went down and worked in the, the Russ Matt tournament, which is, uh, college wood or college, uh, teams that come down and play in Florida. My dad and I were able to work some of that stuff so I could directly apply what I had learned at umpire school on the field. Good. Um, you know, and, and that was great experience and it really got me ready for the Arizona league. And then midway through the Arizona league, I was promoted to the New York Penn league. Um, so I, I believe I flew out of Phoenix and went to Buffalo, New York, where I met up with my partner. Um, and yeah, so ended the season in the New York Penn league, um, and then following that season, uh, I was hired to teach at the Mid-American Clinic and the PSOA Clinic, and then I was also hired to teach at uh, Wendelstead. Hunter reached out, and uh, I actually was informed at the PSOA Clinic. Hunter was teaching there, and he, he pulled me aside with some of the other instructors that were there and uh, congratulated me and, and offered me a job at the, uh, the Wendelstead Umpire School. So that was a huge step in my career, and then that January I went and taught for the first time. Um, and then in January is where we get our assignments for, um, spring training. And I was assigned to the Chicago Cubs spring training. And so I worked in Mesa that spring 
And then I worked in extended spring training, uh, the after spring training. And so, like I said, I was still in a short season at that time in the New York Penn League. So the season didn't start until uh, June 17th. So spring trainings from mid-March to the beginning of April. And then from April until uh, mid-June, we have what's called extended spring training, where we we just stay at the spring training complexes and continue to work there. And then... Once my season started in June, I was back in the New York Penn League. And then again, midseason, I was promoted to the South Atlantic League. I flew into Lexington there, the Lexington Legends. Uh, met up with my partner, and I finished the season out there. Um, and then I ended, once I ended the season, I again worked for the, the Mid-American Clinic, the PSOA Clinic, uh, all, to get, all to get ready for umpire school that following January. Uh, during that time, I was also um, hired, or not hired, I was appointed to the uh, the Association of Minor League Umpires, the executive board there. Um, so our, our minor league umpires are part of a union uh, called the AMLU, the Association of Minor League Umpires. Uh, and so I was appointed to the executive board for that and currently serve as the second vice president. Uh, it was extremely convenient time because uh, I got appointed to the board in December. And then of course COVID hit and we had so many different discussions and so many different things that were going on with, with professional baseball and the relationship that our union and umpires had with, uh, development. We were able to work through a lot of the different problems we've had, but talk about a, an interesting time to join the, the union board at that point. We, there was a lot of, a lot of hard conversations and discussions and, and umpires in need that, that we needed to address. Um, but I was happy to serve uh, serve a lot of the minor league umpires. Um, so that was in December, and then in January, I went back to umpire school in 2020. Uh, got um, again, like I said, spring training assignments come out during January. Was assigned to the uh, Angels in Tempe to work in Phoenix, and then I was also promoted to the Carolina League, which is High A or Advanced A. Um, and then COVID hit and we were kind of all on lockdown and now you're caught up. That was <laughs> been my career so far. Ben circle back, would you, to your position on the association of minor league umpires executive board, you've served there less than a year now. And I think I just heard you suggest that 2020, um, although a lost year in most ways, maybe 2020 offered you um, an opportunity to rethink some ideas or uh, reimagine some things for umpire development. Um, is it true to say that 2020 kind of uh, cleared the deck a bit for you guys to pursue an idea like the online prep course? Yeah, no, that's that's a really good question. Um, I've always had kind of in the back of my head the idea of prepping students for umpire school, uh, I mainly because I knew I never had an opportunity or something like that to, to prepare. I had to kind of do it all on my own with, with setting up, going through the manual on my own and trying to go to as many clinics as possible. That was really the only way I knew how to prepare. Um, and I always thought there was a, a market or a, an opportunity to, to provide that for umpires, especially in the position that I am with umpire school. Um, and in the current conditions, like you mentioned with, with, COVID hitting and and kind of everyone being on lockdown and, and more people gravita- gravitating towards technology and Zoom calls and whatnot, I thought there was a, a big opportunity to teach umpires in a virtual sense um, 
And I thought the best way to do that would be through a prep course, uh, a way to teach the rules, to kind of mimic the classroom session, to try to get guys a step up, to not be bogged down by, by really focusing on the classroom work and to be able to apply that to the field, because that's where your biggest, biggest part of your evaluation at umpire school is going to be, can you apply what you learn in the classroom in control games and live games? And that's, that's really where we can tell if you get sent on or not. So uh, I, I want to give the guys as many opportunities as possible to apply what they learned in the classroom on the field. And I feel like by going through this prep course, by getting in front of the material you need to know and how it's supposed to be enforced on the field, by going over the two umpire system, that's going to enable you to react to situations and plays that develop on the field much quicker. And so that's kind of where, where it germinated from was was my struggles of, of having to prepare for umpire school. How can I make this easier for somebody else? Right. And how did you first pitch the idea to Hunter? Was there an immediate positive response or did you have to work through some things in order to get the green light to develop this thing? Yeah. So I, I gave Hunter a call and we had a conversation, uh, a really good conversation about kind of the, the prospects of, of going into this virtual um, world with the umpire school. And, and, you know, he brought up some really good concerns of, you know, intellectual property and we don't want our material getting out right, uh, or things right. like that. And so when I discussed it with Hunter, he was big, he's always wanted to, to get into the online um, realm of things. And, and this was a great opportunity to do so, to kind of test the waters with, with if there was actually a market and people would actually be interested, you know, we could potentially down the road have have some classes that are taught that aren't strictly prep materials, um, and and that would be that would be something that it could go. But uh, you know, this was kind of just to test the waters and see if if it was feasible and if if anyone were, was even going to be interested. And so far, we've had a pretty good pretty good turnout. Oh, that's great to hear. I'm not surprised. It's such a cool idea. Okay, so the course begins in just a little over two weeks from now, from the time of uh, distribution of this podcast episode, Saturday, November 28th. Um, How much longer do students have to register? Uh, Tell us about the cost and the course content and how everything works. Uh, We will keep the registration open until noon on November 28th. Uh, once that, that date hits, uh, again, to register, you simply fill out a Google form through our website. Uh, and then once you fill out the Google form, it will direct you to a a PayPal link in order to pay for the course. The course is offered for, uh, $499. Um, we wanted to make it as fair as possible with this being the, the first course, uh, you know, and we're dumping hundreds and hundreds of hours into developing this content. And we just want to make sure that it's, it's fair and reasonable for students um, and, and we think the price point is, is pretty good with the amount of people that we've had register. And I think that, that students have really valued that as well. But again, back to your original question, noon on November 28th is when we will stop accepting registrations because at noon is when, um, the videos will start being posted onto the Google classroom and students will begin working on the material for that course. Uh, it will. It uses kind of some Google Forms too. So all the tests and exams that you will take will be through Google Forms. Um, we have found Google to be an extremely user-friendly platform. It's also extremely safe with regards to making sure that our content isn't exposed or shared with anybody who isn't supposed to be in the class. Yeah. Right. 
Okay, so weekly quizzes, a final exam. Um, about how much time should a student expect to commit to digesting the source content, uh, to studying on their own, and submitting those quizzes and exams? What's the time commitment look like? Yeah, no, that's a that's a really good question. It's actually something that we've. It's probably our most asked question with regards to people messaging and emailing and calling the prep course. Um, students, if you have a full time job and you can't you can't take off work or you can't do anything, that is completely fine. This course was designed to be as conducive to your schedule as possible. So what we are going to do is we are going to provide all the materials you need for the entire week on Sunday, and you can go at your own pace in order to get all the content. So for example, the syllabus will have, um, let's say on Monday, you will have a rules video, you'll have a two umpire system video, and then you'll have an insider knowledge, kind of a how to be successful at umpire school video. So you'll have three videos that are scheduled for Monday, but you're going to get access to, you know, 15 videos for that entire week. If you want to watch all 15 on Sunday night, when they come available to you, you're more than willing to do that. Uh, but on average, it's going to be about, we, we anticipate it to be about anywhere from uh, five to six hours a week or about 45 to, to minutes to an hour every day if you just average it out. Uh, tests will be on Wednesday and Saturday. And then just like umpire school, we always take Sundays off. I think what's important to understand is you are going to get out of this course as much as you want to put in. So if you're a beginning umpire, if let's say you, you've never gone to a clinic, you've never had any sort of experience, you might have worked one weekend in USSA baseball, you know, what am I going to do? What am I going to get out of this course that goes over the entire official baseball rules? Well, if you take this course, you will go through every single rule, but it's going to take you a little bit longer to process and understand the information. So for students like that, we would probably recommend it's probably going to take you 10 to 12 hours to actually understand all the information because you're going to have to watch those videos maybe once or twice, maybe even three times to really understand the material that we have. So whereas your, your minor league guys who are in this course to just refresh on the rules and get ready for their season um, or, or a division one guy who, you know, uh, wants to get kind of caught up on some of the rules or see the differences between uh, OBR and the the college rules to see what the difference is. You know, we have guys that are going to be analyzing that throughout this course. Um, I think you're going to get out of it as much as you put in if you want to watch those videos multiple times to try to regurgitate as much as possible. Um, so be it. If you just want to do it to brush up, that there's a there's a market for that as well, and you can do that with these videos too. Um, but this course will cover everything. Uh, I mean, absolutely everything you need. So if you're a beginning umpire or a very advanced umpire, uh, we keep reminding people you're going to get out of it as much as you put in. Absolutely. And that's true at any level of umpiring, of course, and in any learning opportunity. I like how you said that. Okay. So, um, summarizing everything one last time for good measure here, Ben, where should listeners who are interested in participating in the course where should they go first? Yeah, so you can you can check us out on uh, umpireschoolprep.com. Um, you'll be able to see our website. It'll have kind of an overview of the cost. It'll have a, a tab to register. It'll have kind of all the information about our course uh, on there as well. Um, and then again, there's a registration link on there. It'll be open until uh, noon on November 28th. 
And uh, again, that course will go all the way up until January 1st or the day right before registration with the hopes that we get you as prepared as possible for umpire school. Awesome. Awesome. Well, let's wrap it up right there. Thank you, Ben. Thank you so much for taking the time with me today to uh, talk about your own journey. And of course, more specifically to uh, share some info and some intel about the new course that's going to be happening very soon. This has been great. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's great what you're doing and and it's really admirable. And I I love, love talking umpiring. So anytime. (laughs) Well, so do I pal. And uh, thank you for your kind words. I, uh, I'm just so eager to hear how things go with this. Uh, it's a very special opportunity for umpires at any level. And you'll agree that it will be a huge learning experience for you yeah. as well. And maybe even a first step toward an impactful new way of training umpires. The Wendelstedt Umpire School Prep Course, an awesome opportunity for the umpires who choose to attend. Absolutely. Thanks, Jason. Talk to the missus. We'll get you signed up. Don't worry. Well, there you have it. Will the missus send your humble host to umpire school for Christmas? (laughs) Time will tell. I will report back to you. But uh, seriously, uh, I hope you enjoyed my conversation with Ben um, and learning a little bit more about this new umpire training opportunity that he has helped develop. If you're interested in checking out more information or in registering yourself, umpireschoolprep.com is where you want to start. And uh, if you choose to participate in the course, shoot me a line. Let me know how it goes for you. As we mentioned in the show, I am very, very eager to hear how this new effort goes. I think it's going to be a great success. Thank you so much for listening today. I'll see you next time on the Umpire Inspired Podcast.